It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, yes, him over there. Well, not over there, it's here actually, Andy Goldstein. And we kick things off today with the January transfer window. Hold on, February, isn't it? When's that work? Anyway, closed on my show, yeah, the Andy Goldstein Sports by Monday, Thursday from 10pm. And of course, there were some last minute deals that did, and in some cases didn't, go through. Liverpool have brought in Preston defender Ben Davis for an initial upfront fee of £1.9 million. Well, it's a risk worth taking. He's got a good left foot, um, he's decent size, played a lot of games. There's always a risk when you get a player from the lower leagues that uh, can they adapt. It's a fantastic opportunity for him and, and it's, as I say, clever business from Liverpool. Jürgen Klopp is also close to bringing in Schalke's Turkish defender Osnan Kabac. Uh, £1 million loan fee up front. That could rise depending on the number of games that he plays. This is a player who over in Germany has drawn comparisons with Sergio Ramos. That £1 million loan fee will be a bargain, won't it? And, and he is a player that Jurgen Klopp is familiar with. Two defenders through the door at Liverpool when they've been saying for several weeks now, Jurgen Klopp, that he didn't need any defenders. I don't think that Ben Davis is really um, good at Tottenham. As <laughs> <laughs> promised, Albion have completed another signing, I think their third of this transfer window. It's a loan deal for the Turkish midfielder, Okai Yukozlu coming from Celta Vigo and they will be obliged I understand to make that move permanent if by some miracle West Bromwich Albion stay in the Premier League this season. It shows you that we have probably been a little fortunate in this window to take advantage of it and actually get players of their calibre to actually come and join us so taking advantage of the pandemic is I think what we've done and to get them on loan has been a long haul but to get another one on loan with this sort of quality I think is really great for for all the hard work that we've done uh, behind the scenes Manchester United this time a year ago bid £20 million for Josh King Bournemouth rejected that they rejected a £13 million offer from West Ham in October they've just sold him for £5 million wow. to Everton it's a permanent transfer He's signing a contract until the end of the season with a view to a longer-term deal in the summer. Here's Minamino with an early chance and Liverpool take the lead. And Takumi Minamino has scored his first ever Premier League goal. Minamino to Southampton okay. from Liverpool. They're confident they've got that done. That will be a low move for the rest of the season. I think partly to make up for the fact that Theo Walcott told me earlier today that he's going to be out for a few matches he hobbled off of the hamstring injury at the weekend. West Brom have agreed a deal to take Arsenal's Ainsley Maitland-Niles on loan. Joe Willock has also left the Gunners. He's joining Newcastle on loan. Oh, hold on, what's this? Oh, 
We're that close. The transfer window, I'm told we've got a great sound effect for the window closing. <laughs> uh, it's meant to be, it's not that window. Twin, that's that's twin windows. Window, that's a pull. Mind you, it was that kind of transfer window, wasn't it? It was. Now, he's Gareth Bale embarrassing himself right now at Spurs. Yes, he is, according to former teammate Joe Mihara. Blimey. And does Jose Mourinho have a game plan without Harry Kane? No, he... Oh, no, he doesn't say that. Well, we'll hear from Jamie shortly, as well as Adrian Durham, Simon Jordan and Danny Murphy. But first up, this is the former Spurs gaffer, Harry Redknapp. And why Spurs will definitely finish top four. No, they won't. I think their squad, with what they've got, anything outside of top four finish, forget winning the League Cup. Great. If they win the League Cup, be nice. You know, they've got to beat Man City, Champions League next season. If they don't get that, uh, that would be looked upon as a poor season. I can't see Spurs getting in the top four at all. Spurs slow bath down in front of me. As for Brighton, in the rain, a night that they will remember. Watching that performance, they were so bad. Like, completely void of ideas. It was it was almost just desperation time. Mourinho loses again on the south coast. That's three trips in a row down here that he's been beaten. Do you not watch that game and think he, he's, got, he's run out of ideas at Spurs? Do you not think that? Just because one big player and he is a big player there's no doubt about it when Pochettino lost Harry Kane we coped we yeah. managed to get through games Son come into his own scored goals people stepped up to the plate Mora, Mora and we kind of dealt with not having him that was under Pochettino he's injured and all of a sudden Mourinho looks like he's run out of ideas he's isn't this the Man United baby, thing all over he? again with Jose Mourinho when Harry Kane don't play or he's not involved it is literally like we have absolutely nothing else to offer and there's no plan B on how we're going to get through games Gareth Bell stuttered his run Bell left footed into the corner Spurs back on level terms Gareth Bell back in the summer when it was announced and all the excitement and furore about Gareth Bell I, I without being the, the, the wise old owl that can go back retrospectively wasn't enamoured with it because I think Gareth Bale is a busted flush I think ultimately he is in a situation where for a variety of reasons whether it's injury or his relationship with Real Madrid a significant part of this guy's ability to compete at the highest level has been eroded watching him now he looks a complete shadow of himself and he's almost playing like he's so in himself because he's scared of getting injured that he's he's almost embarrassing himself when he plays you know you've just got to go out there and go you know what if I get injured and I break down yeah. I break down but at least I'm giving it 100% at least I'm out here I'm going to have a go because what he's given at the moment he might as well not play I don't think his body will allow him to get back to what he was because part of his game when he was at top of the tree is that wonderful physicality athleticism and close control and ability to go past people and travel long distances with the ball he just doesn't look like he's got that now so for all the will in the world whether you're trying your best you know whether you're, if you're applying yourself properly and doing the right things but your body isn't letting you get there and sometimes you just have to accept that it's not going to happen now, the Leeds United striker Patrick Bamford has told The Breakfast Show that he has a chance of making this summer's Euros for England if he continues to prove himself under Marcelo Bielsa. But first, he spoke about listening to talk sport and how that's made him help out children from less privileged backgrounds. I was in the car on the way home listening to the radio. I think it probably was talk sport, actually. I saw that the, the kids were struggling and some kids around Leeds weren't going to be able to, like have a proper education during lockdown because of their circumstances and I thought like I was kind of privileged through no choice of my own like from mum and dad putting me through a private education and I thought do you know what kids don't actually have a choice about what kind of education they get so they're kind of left out to dry and it's not their fault so 
I wanted to try and help as much as I could and um, tried to offer to help teach some classes. We, we just ended up doing a few messages, but I think we're going to help them out um, any way we can, really, down the road. And it was just something that felt right to do. Patrick Bamford is in, and he's poked the ball behind Allison, and it's into the net, and it's 2-2. I think the fact that Southgate mentioned it in the last like, international call-up that, I was, that he was watching me and stuff was kind of a big boost. But for me, still definitely for English strikers who are ahead of me, in terms of international, the Premier League experience as well. So I've got a lot more to prove and a lot more to do. And if I can keep doing that, I think that maybe I'll be in with a chance. Gareth Southgate has got to recognise what he's good at, how he plays, how Bielsa's got the best out of him at, at Leeds, and he's got to play to those strengths. So if Gareth Southgate chucks him in and asks him to be a target man and that's it and do nothing else, just stand there in the middle then it could all go horribly wrong and people are going to look quizzically at each other and say, what on earth did he pick him for? He's no good. Now the culture secretary, Oliver Dowden, joined TalkSport to outline details surrounding the new online harms legislation following widespread and often anonymous abuse of sports people on social media. The Daily Mirror's Darren Lewis also spoke about how big the problem of racism is within football. But first, this is Dowden on the UK government's answer to bring an end to online abuse. You shouldn't have to put up with it. Why should you have to put up with that level of abuse? And I think it's fantastic that they are, they're not being dimmed by it. But part of our job as government is to try and clean up the garden rather than just pull out the weeds. And I think alongside the police pulling out the weeds of the worst racist abuse, we need to clean up the whole environment. And that's what we're doing through our online harms legislation. I think that what this is showing up is that people who would normally have their voices drowned out when they say racist stuff in stadiums by 40, by 50,000 people, suddenly they're popping up on social media and they're using their frustration at not winning a match, at poor performances, as a vehicle for their racism. And I think that's a worrying but very instructive aspect of this whole debate. We can't be in any doubt now about the scale of the problem that we've got in our sport. I think there's a new age of accountability required for social media companies. If you think about it, when they first emerged on in our lives, it was only about 10 years ago, it was some sort of new phenomenon and government hadn't got to grips with it. This has been about now for for 10 years. It's perfectly reasonable to say to them they need to up their game and they shouldn't allow racist abuse to fester on the platforms. And if they fail to do so, they'll face consequences. Now, Sheffield United play West Brom tonight in a Premier League relegation nine-pointer. What are you on about? Both teams are already down. Anyway, we're going to take off Baggies boss Big Sam Allardyce, but first this is Chris Wilder on their two previous games against the Manchester clubs and whether or not they've laid a foundation for the rest of the season. Two of the toughest games that I've had in my period here as manager, back-to-back, the situation that we were in, the league position that we're in, uh, the way we've been talked about, where we've been put down, the injuries that we had, and they've got to really back that up now and not, not waste that. Tees it back for Burt, who shoots right foot in, it's deflected in, and Sheffield United lead at Old Trafford once again. I hear some f- pundits talk about you know opening up and, and being positive and chucking men forward. Well, I've got to say... That's such a naive, lazy uh, approach. 
would have to have a plan and an idea to get a result um, and give yourself an opportunity because if you don't you just get blown away and like I said after the game better teams than us better managers than me um, I've got I've got blown away by the Manchester Cities and Manchester United if you open up to them and Pereira has scored for West Bromwich Albion and they now lead 2-1 they've turned it round the desire's there but the desire certainly in the first half is taken over by fear and when fear hits you we call it the lead boots or the diver's boots and that's the feeling you get from fear it stops you delivering what, what you know you can deliver and then that makes you look like you're not giving the output that you possibly should do so you've got to overcome that by making sure you keep positive and keep mentally strong really now, do you want to hear Adrian Durham and his take on the Danny Ings disallowed goal against Aston Villa, as well as the Matty Cash controversial handball decision? No, not really, mate. We're sick of VAR. Well, I don't care. Here's Nigel Adley. The flag is up for offside and Danny Ings is denied in added time. And offside's been given. No goal. Yeah. Ings denied in the 93rd minute. I'm not going to spend very long on this. You all know uh, my thoughts on VAR. And I'm trying to come to terms with it because it's not going to go away. The, the Matty Cash handball looks as clear as day. I mean, if it has taken... If it's come off his thigh onto his arm, then I kind of... I, I can almost say, yeah, all right. Uh, but it's, it's still very, very shaky, that one. That, to me, is, is a handball all day long. And with the Danny Ings one, I mean, what's he got to do? Wear a sleeveless shirt. They should be wearing vests. It's just, it's becoming ridiculous. When when you look at that and you give offside for that, I mean, I just cannot get my head around how people... Nobody can look at that, not even you. I know you're a big offside is offside man, Goffey. You can't look at that and say, oh, well, it's, it's given offside because it is offside. You can't. You can't. Nobody can be absolutely 100% sure when the ball leaves the foot. You can't be sure if the backside is sticking out more than the, the, the T-shirt uh, uh, t-shirt line. It's just... Uh, when we're talking about things like this, it's a goal, okay? It's not offside. When we're talking in this little tiny minute yeah. detail, it's a flipping goal. So give the goal. It's goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! It's a goal! And this isn't anti-Villa or pro-Selnamt or anything ridiculous like that. It's about football. That's what it's about. It's a goal! Oh! Back now to my show, Andy Goldstein, Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm, alongside the fun boy, Jason Cundy. This is what happened on last night's show. <laughs> I don't know what clip they're going to play. QPR win again on the road to ease their relegation worries full-time after a terrific game. Watford 1, Queen's Park Rangers 2. Uh, we're going to talk a bit of championship football now. Great win for QPR. 2-1 they beat Watford. They were, of course, a goal down with 17 minutes to go until Super Charlie Austin stepped up and got the equaliser. He's on TalkSport now. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Hello, chaps. You all right? Charlie, listen, well done. I mean, what was yeah. it like to be back in the QPR shirt scoring again? You know what, Andy? I mean, it was it's so good, so nice. But the biggest thing I've said was is having a purpose again. I feel like I've got a purpose again, weekends and midweek games. Otherwise, I was just training Monday to Friday, and it was, my career was just thinning out a little bit. I just felt like I needed a purpose, and coming back to QPR has made that happen for me. And, of course, scoring goals, Charlie, is what you're all about. I, as soon as that ball comes across, you knew that was going to be a goal, didn't you? But going into the dressing room, I said to them at first, look, I've, I've come here to help you. I've come to perform for QPR and, and get the team out of the situation that we're in. Down by the dead ball line. Good turn from Willick. Deep cross to the far post. Austin! He's made it 1-1! 
brilliant header from Charlie Austin. I was there, yeah. Mm. Just position myself, kind of just in, ghosted in, really. No, it was just good movement or whatever. It was just when the ball came in, I fancied myself. I had a couple of chances first off. Probably should have done better with, but no, when I come in, it was it was a good goal personally for me. Now, before I go, let me tell you about live and exclusive football you can hear tonight at half past six on Talk Sport 2 in the Papa John's Trophy quarterfinal. It's the MK Dons against Sunderland. And then at seven o'clock on Talk Sport, you can join Hugh Wisencroft for kickoff. Of course, all the goals as they go in, including Wolves against Arsenal, Manchester United against Southampton, and Newcastle against Crystal Palace. That's it. Thanks for listening on ACAR, Spotify, Apple Pods. I'm back on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar tonight from 10 pm, taking your calls on all of those games alongside the fun boy Jason Gundy. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.